Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. So let's bring in uh, a guy who has uh, a new book out on Joe Biden called Breaking Biden, Exposing the Hidden Forces and Secret Money Machine Behind Joe Biden's Family and His Administration. Alex Marlowe is the editor-in-chief of Breitbart News Network. He joins us now from Los Angeles. Full disclosure, Breitbart is conservative. It doesn't like uh, Joe Biden at all. Um, so people uh, thinking about buying your book, you're coming at it from a point of view that this man is not good for the country. However, I, I read a lot of the book. It's a big book. Um, and you document uh, what you say um, pretty thoroughly. So it's not some screed. Um, and I wondered, based upon what you know, Alex, if you agree with me that Joe Biden is not going to be the nominee in 24. Uh, hi, Bill. Thank you so much for having me again. Uh, thanks a, a lot. It's really a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, congrats on killing the witches. I thought your interview with Tucker was some of the best news content I've seen the whole year. So uh, very great stuff. And I felt pretty inspired as a, an independent media guy myself. Uh, it feels good uh, to be in company like yours. Uh, I think he's going to be the nominee. Uh, I'm gonna, I think he's going to be the nominee overall, and the, the reason why is because he's wanted this his whole life. He, this goes back to before I could even find documentation, and thanks for noting how thorough I tried to be. There's very few greed, rage, all the, none of that's in the book. All the book is backed up with fact after fact, 1,600 citations and all. I want any political stripe to be able to pick it up and to get something out of the book, some entertainment value, some knowledge. Obviously, I have a perspective. I'm happy to share that. But that was not really the point of the book. The point was to take Joe Biden seriously and dive into his life, what motivates him, et cetera. And he's wanted to be president since he was a boy. And this has been repeated. He doesn't just want to be president. He wants to have a dynasty. He wants to be able to. That's why he bought a 10,000 square foot house 
former DuPont mansion in Delaware. Uh, he eventually got out of it when he got a deal that was way above market rate from a bank executive who I believe had a vested interest in uh, getting Joe Biden that money. But that was his plan. And that got upended when Bo Biden died of cancer, brain cancer, which was really tragic and tough to go through and learn all about. Uh, but overall, he's wanted this so bad, and he's made the moves to stabilize his base support, particularly the Democrat left, which is how he moved from sort of working class lunch bucket Joe to left wing guy. It's all about keeping that base engaged, uh, which he's proven he's pretty adroit at doing it. And so the question is, who steps in in his place? Uh, it, it is it's not going to be Pete Buttigieg or Kamala Harris this time. Uh, so who's out there? Maybe Gavin Newsom, but it seems like Gavin might be angling for being that heir to Biden, not necessarily taking over from him during this term right away. It should have been Bo, and Bo's not here. Okay, but look, I had a mother who had significant uh, mental problems at the end of her life. And I saw how fast she went down. I've seen the exact same thing with Joe Biden. 13 months away, the election. He's not going to get any better, Alex. He's going to get worse and worse and worse yeah. and worse. So right now, the polls say 40% of Americans still would vote for him. And these are mostly, as you pointed out, devoted liberals. Uh, a lot of them depended on the government to give them money and stuff like that, which Biden, of course, will do. But I don't believe, and I know the Democratic infrastructure wants him out because the Hunter Biden stuff's going to get worse. You, you may find a link to Joe Biden as far as cash gratuities to the Bidens from their son or hunt, from their son Hunter. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, it is definitely going to get worse, especially with the probes going on and a potential uh, impeachment. All of this is going to open up a much more investigation into specifically Hunter, and this is not going to go well for Joe. Uh, but to your first point, before I, I give, put some more teeth by what I just said, uh, the one thing about Joe's deteriorating mental health, and I, I certainly believe he's deteriorating, I pulled insane quotes from Joe throughout the book that he's been delivering his entire life since he was a boy. So he's always said insane things. He's always seemed like he's out of place from time to time. So this has gone on for a long time. It probably accelerated when he had two aneurysms in his brain during his first presidential run. Uh, and since then, it just seems like he's periodically lost 
But he's been that way for a long time, and he's still president and executing way too much of his agenda that I'm comfortable with. But I do think to your second point, it is going to get much worse for him. I, I broke a story today that's at Breitbart.com that your audience can check out of Hunter's involvement in the University of Delaware Biden Institute, which was described as Hunter's baby. The thing has been tied to China from the start. It was designed to bag cash for Joe Biden's family and for Joe Biden's friends who would eventually go into an administration. And this stuff is still happening. It's still ongoing. There's been no interest in digging into these things, even though they're literally called Hunter's baby. We don't have any answers as to Hunter's stake that he retains in a company known by Xi Jinping as the Dragon Head, which is a Chinese uh, shipping conglomerate. Uh, we know that Hunter was involved, but he still retains an equity stake, as far as I can tell. We're going to get that information eventually right. if you're allowed to investigate long enough. Okay. So, look, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of opinion, but I'm going to stand by my opinion. He's not going to be the nominee. Um, so do you believe that Joe Biden himself, is a corrupt man. That means that he used his elected position, senator, VP, and now president, to amass money for his family. Do you believe he consciously did that? Uh, absolutely, I do. And I think that if you read the book, you'll be more convinced of it than ever. And you use the operative word, which is family. And somehow we on the right have fallen for some trick, which is that the family doesn't count or something. It does count. If this is the anatomy of a bribe bill, if the family is getting paid and they're not just getting paid by China, they're getting paid by Kazakhstan, as you noted, uh, they're getting paid by Ukraine. They're getting paid by entities around the world from Jamaica to Costa Rica to uh, Saudi Arabia. All of these places are tied into Biden business. Uh, Iraq and all of these places, the Bidens have no business doing any business there at all. And yet they are one after the next after the next. And they, they keep coming up with new creative ways to use the family name to make money. And Joe puts family first always. It is one thing that comes through beyond any semblance of a doubt uh, when you read the book, the thing he cares about most is protecting his family and elevating his family. All right. So you that's do, what his family you believe was up to. that he consciously broke the law because it is against the law to use your elected position to enrich your family. There are a lot of statutes. Uh, and that's where this impeachment inquiry is going, by the way. They may not have or get the direct gratuity flowing into Joe Biden's bank account or you know, Hunter Biden paying his bills, they may not get that, but they're certainly going to get that Vice President Biden up till the present moment, president, has used his power and authority to enrich his family, which is against the law. The, the clearest example is the Burisma example. It's the most obvious one, but it's because it's all right out there for us. Hunter gets hired on a million dollars a year, energy company, and in Ukraine, he knows nothing about energy. He knows nothing about Ukraine. They submit that they're unsatisfied with this prosecutor looking into the company. They follow up and say, hey, we got to get this prosecutor out. And then Joe Biden fires the prosecutor. We've also learned from recent FOIA uh, uh, revelations that the State Department thought the prosecutor was doing a good job. And Joe Biden defied our own State Department, Barack Obama's State Department, in order to fire the prosecutor. Meanwhile, yeah. Hunter's getting paid all this money. This is all plain as day, and Joe admitted it. Final question for you. And again, the book is named Breaking Biden. It is by Alex Marlowe. You can get it anywhere. Do you believe that the House of Representatives, the three committees, has enough 
um, investigative sophistication. It's like I would have already called the Secretary of State who was okay with the prosecutor of Burisma, okay, or the Undersecretary of State, whoever's on the record. I would have already called that person in front of the Oversight or the uh, uh, Ways and Means Committee to get their testimony. I don't know whether these men and women are qualified enough to do this kind of a sophistication. What do you think? Uh, personally, I'm with you. I remain negative on this until proven otherwise. There's just no credibility in Washington to solve these problems. But to play devil's advocate, I suppose if I was in charge of the investigation, if I was looking into a mafioso type family, uh, I would start with the lower end people and then I would move up and get the bosses at the end. That, that's how I guess I would probably okay. do it. That, so if, if it turns point. out well, th that's going to be it. That's, that's a fair point. All right, Alex, good luck with the book. Thanks for helping us out tonight. We really appreciate it. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So uh, Mike Baker is with us, a former CIA operations officer. He knows the world very well. He has a new uh, podcast on the first TV, Daily Brief, and he comes to us from Boise, Idaho. There's a lot of, a lot of CIA guys up in Idaho, I understand, right? It's kind of like rural out there, and you guys do what you yeah, can do. It's, it's good living. It's good living, and it's a, it's a CIA relocation program. So when you leave the agency, they, they give you a bus ticket to come to Idaho. There's a lot of interesting characters in Idaho, isn't that for sure? All right, so my executive order, that makes sense to you, I'm sure, right? It does, but much like, you know, what you said during your talking points memo about other issues, it's, and as you pointed out, it's not going to happen. This is a perfect example. What's happening at the border is a perfect example of a self-inflicted wound, right? It, 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 as you pointed out with the ousting of the speaker, the border situation didn't have to happen this way, right? But if you ask the cartel leaders in Mexico, if you got them all in a room together, you know, before you blew that room up, but if you got them in a room together and you said, you know, what would make your job easier? What would increase your profits? They would all say, lighten up the security at the border. And that's what's happened. And so it's no surprise that the cartels are now making more money than they've ever made before. And that's off of human trafficking and, and drugs primarily. And they're killing more people than they ever had before. So the murder comes yeah. along with it. So 
the Biden administration comes in day one, knocks out Remain in Mexico policy that stopped 80 percent of the illegal migration and the asylum into the United States. That was in Trump's last year. He, he got that done. Why do you think President Biden knocked that out and opened up the border? Well, I think there was there was immediately this this idea that anything that the previous administration, the Trump administration had done, we've got to reverse. Right. And it was a knee jerk reaction on several fronts, including the border. But reversing Trump era policy on the border just happened to have the most significant impact on the average American in terms of the increase in drugs being moved into the United States, the increase in violence. Uh, it, it's there's a, the, the demand on city resources. Look, you know it's bad. You know the situation is bad when Eric Adams, the Democrat mayor of New York City, is now in Mexico and will eventually end up at the Darien Gap, which is a, a you know a key part of the, the route that most of the immigrants are taking to get up to the border and then into the United States. So you know it's bad when there are some Democrats now complaining to the White House and putting pressure on the White House to say, look, this is, you know, they're admitting it's in our backyard now and it's ridiculous. You have to do something. But I still don't know why. Now, the CIA does not operate in the United States. It's not allowed to, but certainly knows what's going on in Mexico because Mexico is the biggest threat to us right now. CIA knows that. The CIA would know if you open the border up for anybody who is claiming asylum, anybody, and then you allow them in, and five years down the road, maybe you adjudicate their asylum request, you're going to have millions of people take advantage of that. That's not a tough analysis for a CIA person, okay? But that's exactly, no, it's it's exactly what happened. But I'm still trying to get it. The CIA director, the current one, must have told Biden that, right? The people must have said, right. this is cause and effect. You do this, this is what's going to happen. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, look, and the why, Biden administration, Biden the people do it? in the Biden, no, they're, they're, they're not stupid people in the White House. We shouldn't make that mistake. So they do hear it, and they are getting this advice. They're getting it from a variety of different agencies, not just the agency in terms of, you know, open borders or, you know, the, the next best thing to open borders uh, are a threat to national security. Look, in, in se September, as an example, in September, there were 260,000 encounters at the southern border. 260,000, right? That is bigger than the population of, of uh, Laredo, Texas. So that's, we've, we've added an entire town. Those are just the individuals that are encountered. We have no idea. We can extrapolate numbers, but it's a guess. We have no idea how many gotaways there are. And we have no idea, therefore, how many individuals are coming across the border that are threatening to our national security interests, right? Potential okay, terrorists all, and all know, We know all of that. We still don't know why Biden mm -hmm. is doing it. Why is Biden doing it? Yeah, I, you know what? If I, if I could get inside Biden's mind, I, well, immediately I'd want to leave. But if I could do that, uh, yeah, I don't know is the answer. I suspect in part uh, there was this knee-jerk reaction. If Trump closed the border, it must be bad. So therefore, we must do the opposite. But there yeah. are Democrats who do believe that closing the border or having border security uh, is racist in some fashion, anti-immigrant. 
Yeah. Right? Look, every nation, every nation closes its borders and worries about its borders, protects its borders. I mean, try moving into Mexico. Try going illegally into Mexico and getting a work permit. It's never going to happen. Right. But the U.S. is the one country that seems to apologize when we talk about protecting our borders and understanding it's a far who's coming progressive out. movement. I mean, they're behind it. OK, tell me about the daily brief on the first TV. What are you doing there, Mike? Sure. It's uh, it's called the president's daily brief. And the idea is much like with the PDB that goes to the White House every morning from the intel community. It's just the top line, the, the, the top issues of the day around the globe. We provide just the facts, a little bit of context, and then we get out and you get on your way. So maybe 20 minutes every morning during the week, uh, a new episode hits. We'll tell you what's going on in the world that you should keep an eye on, something that maybe hasn't hit the radar yet and you need to focus on. Uh, we'll put a little context in there and then you're off and you're informed and you can start your day. That sounds good, Mike. We really appreciate your expertise. Uh, we are seen on the first TV as well. So we're uh, like brothers in arms now. And uh, whenever you see something that's a danger to national security, because you're in the world, let us know because we, we want to stay ahead of the curve here. Mike Baker, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. A lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, the aforementioned Kellyanne Conway is in Washington, D.C. She has a brand new book. You know about it. You've heard about it. Here's the deal. A memoir doing very, very well um, across the country. And she, of course, is a former senior very important word, senior counselor to President Trump. Hey, nice to uh, see you. I'm glad you're taking the time to talk with us. It's great to see you in the no spin zone. You know, nobody says that to me. It's great to see you. You're one of the few people on the planet who's ever yeah. said that to me. <laughs> All right. Trump wants to run for president again. You know it. I know it. Yes. Big picture. Is that a wise thing? for him and the country? Well, the country is suffering under his successor, Joe Biden. I mean, everywhere you look, they don't do anything well. Every poll, including if not especially Bill, the media polls prove that. People are telling them inflation, gas prices, infant formula, immigration, border security, Ukraine, all of these issues, crime and drugs have gone to the top and Biden is ignoring the will of the people. So I think Trump is like the rest of us. He sees all the problems that are happening in this country. And he would like to get in there and solve and fix them. Also, for President Trump, there's an awful lot of finished business that he intended to tackle in his second term. And so he would like that second term. Now, whoever runs, and Trump will have to decide first, but whoever runs needs to run on the America First agenda. That's a given. This is the issue set. These are the policy prescriptions. These are the promises delivered upon 
that helped this country reach energy independence and unemployment rates and a booming economy, particularly pre-COVID. And, and frankly, we were doing better around the globe under President Trump with trade deals. Iran and China were more at bay. They weren't salivating. Iran wasn't salivating at Israel as a nuclear capable nation. Um, obviously, China and Kim Jong-un, Vladimir Putin was not in Ukraine. And the list goes on and on. So he would like to do it. Yeah, um, he's going to have to navigate how much hate there is out there and how much uh, people are going to lie and cheat to try to keep him from being the president again, too. OK, um, but that's the problem. So uh, the Trump administration was successful, in my opinion. Um, and I think I'm as well versed on this as anybody. The four history shows that we did, um, we had everything put out there. But and this is a big but. He's so polarizing that a guy like Governor DeSantis of Florida might more easily beat the Democrats, because I don't think Biden's going to run again, um, than a polarizing guy like Trump. Is that argument, does it have any validity? Well, a few things. First of all, Ron DeSantis has been an incredible governor of Florida. There's no question about it. He's raised $100 million. He's on track to have a monster reelection in the fall, which is great for him, for Florida, and for the country, because DeSantis won with less than 50% of the vote 40 years ago. So it shows, Bill, that if you push back on woke culture, if you push back on all these draconian, Byzantine COVID restrictions, if you make your state a hospitable place for individuals and businesses, good things happen, including to you at the ballot box. I will say this, though. If I were Ron DeSantis, I would tell the donors, please stop mentioning my name, because the donors are always wrong. I love the donors. They're successful people in life and in business, but they always pick the wrong candidates, and they certainly never saw Donald Trump coming. If Ron DeSantis wants to run, and he is running on the America First agenda, I think if Donald Trump doesn't run, he has a good shot. Right now, the people who are going to run against Trump- Wait, 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 let me stop. Are you, in you, the think, Trump you think if DeSantis announced he wants to run for president, Trump wouldn't run against him, wouldn't No, 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 I said if Trump doesn't run, DeSantis could consider Right, because I don't I think, think DeSantis, DeSantis will primary Trump. Now, I agree my, with you completely. In my last conversation with, well, it wasn't my last. I had a conversation two days ago with, with uh, the former president. But before that, I said, you'd be wise, in my humble opinion, and you know how humble I can be, um, mm -hmm. to put DeSantis on the second, so to be Trump DeSantis, all right? Because that would calm down the anti-Trump Republicans. And there are, you know, a lot, of, a lot of Republicans that don't want to go through the chaos that we went through last time. Now, one of them would have to move out of Florida, but DeSantis could move up to southern Georgia easy, and Trump could come back to New York if he wanted to. But I think that would be an overpowering ticket. I don't think anybody's going to of note. I don't think Mike Pence is going to primary Trump because Trump has so much money. He could just overwhelm them, and, and the MAGA stuff is, is very, very uh, powerful. I don't know anybody's going to dent that. But the question remains, Donald Trump's weakness is he polarizes the country. He's never going to unite the country in a million years. So is that the best remedy for the United States having him run again? A few things. First of all, the current regime has divided the country even worse. I think they have just taken our cultural cleavages, Bill, and they have ripped them bare and laid them bare. And this unifier, Joe Biden, is not. So remember, these choices are not this one or not this one. These are binary choices. And I think Biden, who would, I disagree with you a little bit. He wants to be the nominee next time. I don't think There's the no Democratic way. Party has, 
I don't think they have the guts to get rid of him, though. I think he'll be primaried from the left. But who are they going to put there? Kamala Harris, who's in a no-show. He's not even going to die. He's not even going to bother with it. He's Jill is going to take him by the hand and go. You know, honey, we're going to go back to Delaware and have a nice life. He's not going to do it. Originally, Bill, because if you love someone that much, you should say, let's go enjoy the last few years uh, cognitively challenged. The man is declining rapidly before the nation's eyes. Everyone knows he cannot do the job. You know, Kellyanne, I'm a simple man. You know that as well as anybody knows it. All right. I have one question. Name one thing that President Biden has improved in this nation in 17 months in office. Absolutely nothing. Not right. one thing. I wish Not, I could even tell his you. biggest supporters, some of whom live on my block, can't name one. Now, let's get to your book. Um, so I read the book and I'm so busy that I had to stay up late at night to do it. One of the things that you uh, were better at than all of the other White House pinheads that were running around for the four years, not including Mr. Trump in this, the advisors, is that you could handle the media pretty well. Um, Number one, do you resent the media in America? I resent them believing their job is to get the president rather than get the story. And in getting President Trump, that included his family and his senior advisors and their families. And these are thin-skinned, troubled, terrified people living in glass houses judging the rest of us. And I also so you don't, you don't like, you don't have any use for most of those media people. You think I they're have, in the I don't have use for most tank. of them. I don't. And, and, and here's the other reason why, Bill. So, of course, they didn't want Donald Trump to win in 2016. They didn't vote for him to win. But there was something more at play here. They sure. were shocked and embarrassed that he did win. And there was almost this immediate revenge factor on that. We must re-embarrass the people who embarrassed us. And I think there's a little naivete by me and my boss and others at the very beginning, like, hey, we have joint custody of the country with, you know, we're going to share joint custody of the nation with the media for the next 48 years. Let's try to get the message out. And my, look, my audience is never the liberal anchor sitting across from me. It's the people. There are people out there who, but for voices like ours, are not going to have certain pieces of information they need and certain facts and figures they rely upon. But I'll right. tell you, they, you know, it's a shame. They're not all bad. But I think it, right now the mainstream media attracts a certain person who lives on social media. They tweet and like each other's tweets all day. That's not even reporting. They're not even editors on social media. Yeah, it's a club. And they're not interested in the facts. Club. Right. Um, did you get angry inside? You kept your composure outside. But did you get angry? Because basically when you were interviewed by the national media, they were trying to trap you. Sure. They're trying to get you to say something that made your boss, Donald Trump, look bad. That was it. You're absolutely right. They weren't trying to get information out of you because they considered you a propagandist for Trump. They were trying to trap you. Did that make you angry? No, I don't get angry. It's befuddling to me because it's a sugar high for them. And they usually, they most of the time didn't get their way. So I have chapter 19 in my new book, Here is the Deal, is called Alternative Hacks. And I talk about that very thing, how... There I am, very first person to ever do uh, Sunday shows. I did all three network Sunday shows, ABC, CBS, NBC, from the White House North Lawn. No notes, no net, no staff in the freezing cold, looking into a blank camera with these three anchors. And I talked for 38 minutes, Bill. 
38 minutes about the president's agenda, what was on tap for that first week, how inauguration weekend had gone. Of course, they all wanted to know about Sean Spicer and, and the inauguration crowd. And they very clearly said, I'm not a big I'm not a big crowd size girl. I think that presidents are judged ultimately by their economy and their national security foreign yeah, you, policy. You had always good, good perspective. Blah, blah, blah. I talked, so I said alternative facts by accident. I didn't mean to change the relationship of the United States government and her citizenry in broad daylight with the White House behind me. And yet it became this whole thing. And I put it in the book called Alternative Hacks. Why? You'll appreciate this because I talk about how for two and a half seconds, I say something that I immediately cleaned up, walked back, didn't intend, no intent there. And they spent two and a half years, not seconds, weeks, or months, two and a half years looking for Russia collusion to have swung an election. So I find some of them to be um, unethical, if not reprehensible, and dishonest. They never apologize. No. If they have to correct, it's in, it's in a small correction in print. You'll never see it. Well, they were, oh, they were, doing, they were doing what their bosses told them to do. That's, oh, that's yes. the bottom line. Last question, and you write about this in the book, but I don't want to be intrusive on this subject because it's just wrong. Um, your job took a toll on your marriage. So your husband is not a Trump supporter, to put it mildly. Uh, no, I think George's reaction to my job took a toll on my marriage. My job certainly didn't. Okay, so... Um, you have children. One's my job, one's my marriage. He decided to change his mind about Donald Trump and me. Uh, you know, just the facts are important here. George urged, if not insisted, I take my shot in 2016, Bill, when Mr. Trump asked me to be campaign manager. George was there on election night crying in his black MAGA hat at the New York Hilton. He, like me, accepted a big job by President-elect Trump in the administration. He was supposed to be the head of the civil division at the Department of Justice. That's a big job. And he accepted it. He was interviewing staff. He was checking out his office. So people need to understand the facts. This is not Carville and Madeline. This is not George. But, but I'm more interested in you and your kids. I don't care about him. Um, when that kind of tension is in the home, it takes a toll. Yes, I try to protect my kids from that, which is why I never responded in kind or at the time. So I wasn't tweeting back at George. I had the tweeting men in my life, Donald Trump and George. But you know, the president was very good to me, Bill. He could have asked me to leave. He could have said, this is too much for us. I love you. You're part of our extended political family. But I got to worry about Vladimir Putin, not George Conway's tweets. He protected me. And he was always worried about my children, always, especially when the media mob came for those kids, which will never be forgotten or forgiven. But um, I also, you know, as a mother, my first, my first, my first job always is uh, to protect my four children. They're the four chambers of my heart. And I did the best I could, including leaving the job on my terms and my timeline that I loved very much, Bill. But I did that. Yeah, you have a good line. Less, less drama, drama, more mama. mama. That was, <laughs> yes. That's a good line. All right. The book Thank is Here's the Deal, a memoir by uh, Kellyanne Conway. As I said, I've, I held my interest and uh, I hope you check it out. Kellyanne, we'll you. see you in a couple of weeks. There's a big soiree on Long Island. I'm going to drop in and cause trouble. And I'm glad you are. Nice, I look forward to it. Thanks, very thanks nice for of having you to help me. Us out. Sure. Okay. okay. Thank you for listening to the No Spend News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.